what you do in a B-movie. The end is a little bit ridiculous. I was unsurprised to see that. And it's sweet! Oh my gosh, you guys need to go watch it. It's so good. It's so good. I want to watch it again. Hello, weary internet travelers. Welcome once again to the Before and After Show. Uh, if you've been listening at all this summer, you will know that uh, usually what we do on this show is we take a film or two that we've never seen before, give you our expectations for it, and then uh, come back the following week having watched the films in question and let you know what we thought of it. We're still doing that, but it's a little bit different today, and I will fill you in as we go along. Um, this week, I'm joined by Ariel Dyer. Hello! Hi. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> Good. So before we get into what we've been watching this week, um, do you kind of want to give people your background with film? Sure. Um, I like film a lot. I feel like I'm perpetually doing catch-up because I was raised in a conservative household. So I was my first R-rated movie was Passion of the Christ. Oh. That's the kind of background I have. But it means that I'm, I love movies, yeah. and I'm trying to catch up all the time. So yeah, you're younger than me too. I'm younger than you. I was like, that's weird. Passion of the Christ. You're younger yeah. than I am. Oh, and horror is my thing. I love horror movies. Yeah. I'm Do you have a favorite horror movie? Uh, I can't pick one. I can't pick one horror movie. I mean, like recently, Cabin in the Woods is like amazing. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's which is yeah. kind of the one everyone says. It follows. I really liked. Yeah, that um, one was really good. Recent one. Indie horror right now is crazy good, I think. Yeah. Or at least some of it is. Yeah, it's the thing with horror is it's like, there's no in-between usually. There's usually not like, okay horror movies. It's either like, this is horrendous, or this is really good. Oh yeah. But that's it. <laughs> Sometimes the horrendous is good too, just in a really bad... Yeah. Really bad. Like, I really want to see... um. Peter ja- or Peter Jackson's oh, horror films. Yeah. I haven't seen them. Yeah, I haven't seen them either. But those, okay. I feel like, are bad on purpose. Though. Oh yeah, like, I think so too. Those, I feel like, those are a different category of like bad horror movie. But yeah. if you just like watch a horror movie that takes itself seriously but sucks, it's way worse. <laughs> it's true. Some, I don't know if you saw The Gallows or not. Um, I really wanted to, but I knew it was going to be terrible, and I didn't. I Did so, you see it? No, 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 okay. no. I just saw, I hadn't even heard of it until, like, the week it came out. Mm-hmm. And I saw this trailer that had, like, all these quotes that were, like, saying it was really good. And I was like, what the heck? That's I've weird. never heard of this movie. Okay. And it's from Blumhouse, who I like. I, I like Jason Blum's whole philosophy of, like, $3 million and under. Mm-hmm. That's his whole deal. Of, mm-hmm. Like, he won't produce a movie for more than $3 million. Okay. And yeah. he did, like, The Purge mm-hmm. and The Purge 2. Um <laughs> Oh, he did, like, Your Next and The Guest. Oh, my God. Both are good. Those are both really good. Yeah, I liked Your Next a lot. I haven't seen The Guest yet, but it just popped up on Netflix, so... The Guest is good, and it has, um... I don't remember the actress from It Follows, the main one. Oh, okay. She's in it. Okay. Yeah, she's pretty That's good in that. right. I think I did know that. And it's crazy to... Uh, did you ever watch Downton Abbey? No. <laughs> okay, well, because it's, like, the goody-two-shoes guy from Downton Abbey is a freaking 
crazy oh, yeah, yeah, killer. Yeah. So yeah, that's right. That's really funny to see. Yeah. Um, so uh, Blumhouse did The Gallows. And so okay. he's got like a pretty good reputation. Yeah. And so I saw all those things and I was like, what? How, how does this movie I've never heard of have this many good reviews? And I looked it up and I found out it was from Jason Bloom. And I was like, oh, that makes sense, actually, because mm. he's got a pretty good track record. And then I checked the Rotten Tomatoes score. And it was like the complete opposite. No, it tanked. Yeah. I had seen previews because I went to see, uh, what's that movie that came out? The computer one? The Unfriended? Yes. Unfriended. I saw that. And so you get to see all the horror previews. Right. And that it was just a teaser. And it was terrifying. It was really scary. Okay. It was just this girl... Um, sitting outside of an auditorium, and it was in the dark, and kind of this weird red light, and she's just crying uh-huh. for like 30 or 40 seconds, and you're like, Whoa. oh god, what's gonna happen? And then something drags her away, and she screams. That's it. And huh. I was like, this is cool, I want to see this, but I know it's gonna be awful, and it was awful. Yeah, that was, uh, Don't Be Afraid of the Dark did that to me. Okay. I don't know if you saw that movie. I did not. The Guillermo del Toro produced it, I think. Oh, I wanted to see that movie, but did it do... Was it good? No, it was horrendous. Yeah, that's what it I thought. Really that's why I didn't see it. Yeah, yeah, it was awful. But it had such a good trailer. That trailer was so good. I, I don't know if you the remember trailer. the trailer. I remember the trailer. Where it was like... Um, they they played with the sound mix where it would just like it was like three sixtying around all the speakers so it like it was like dopplering yeah. around you yes. and then there was this like creepy narrator that was like you feel like you're safe sitting in that dark theater <laughs> well you're not and I was like what is this I'm this I'm not that easily scared and this is horrifying yeah oh god well that's why I'm that's partly why so I'm excited for Crimson Peak right oh yeah yeah, yeah. but. I don't want it to be like the trailer looks fantastic and amazing. Right. And then the movie's awful. I feel like he, because he's directing that one, he just produced. You're right. Okay, okay. Um, and I feel then. like his track record as a producer isn't that good. Like, I didn't really like um, The Orphanage that much. I like The Orphanage, but it wasn't my favorite. Yeah, I was just like, I feel like it got hyped too okay. much as far as the scares go. Oh, I it feel was like, not scary. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, but like it was, I feel like... I, that happens to me with horror movies a lot. Okay. A lot. Mm-hmm. Where I'm just like, I hear this is like the scariest thing ever, and then I see it, and I'm like, that? That that was real scary to you? <laughs> huh. Yeah, that happens a lot. Well, what's the scariest one you've seen, then? Uh, actually freak you out. Actually scariest movie I've ever seen. As far as a horror movie goes, I would say probably something like The Shining. Is okay. really Or yeah. Alien. I consider Alien a horror movie. It is. I, everyone, yeah, considers um, it that, yeah. I think that movie's really scary. Mm-hmm. It's it's Alien, is my answer. But alien, okay. the most scared I've ever been in a movie has been... Have you seen Trainspotting? No. Okay. So in Trainspotting... Um, spoilers for this, like, 18-year-old movie. Right. <laughs> um, in Trainspotting... Do you know what it's about? No. It's, I mean, I can see the the... I can picture it in my head. Okay, so it's Danny Boyle, the guy that did Slumdog Millionaire okay, and, yeah. and what, 127 Hours. It's his first movie. I want to say it's his first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and he directed this movie about uh, heroin addicts in London. Okay. And yeah. there are these two... It's a group of friends who are all heroin addicts. And there's this one of them that's a couple and they have a baby and they all do a bunch of heroin, and then the baby dies. Oh, God. Okay. Because they, like, didn't feed it for days at a time. Yeah. And so they find this dead baby, and they all decide, like, uh, Ewan McGregor's the main character, and after that happens, it just, like, breaks him, and he decides to get clean. Mm-hmm. So he, I don't remember if he moves back in with his parents. I've only seen the movie once. I don't remember if he moves back in with his parents 
to get clean or if he goes to rehab. I want to say he moves in with his parents to get clean. And it shows him, like, going through all the withdrawals and stuff. And one of the things is he hallucinates the dead baby crawling across his ceiling. Like, and it's the slowest build ever. And they don't show the baby's face. And they show him, like, freaking out in his bed and, like, leaning against the headboard trying to escape it. But he knows he can't. And the baby's crawling across the ceiling and the baby's head starts to turn to face him, like exorcist style all the way around. Yes. I don't know what that baby's face looks like in that scene. Because you couldn't look. It's the only time I looked (laughs) away from a movie because I was too scared. That sounds really scary. It was terrifying. Yeah. That's the scariest thing I've ever seen happen. Okay. Okay. So what what scares you the most? What's your scariest, the scariest horror movie? Yeah, because I'm not, I'm rarely scared. I still will enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I know jump scares are super manipulative and obviously I'll scream or whatever, which is fine. That's part of the fun, you know? Yeah, yeah. I can't think of an image that's the most terrifying. So, but like the atmosphere, when something's really mm-hmm. atmospheric, because mm-hmm. then I think about it forever and I stay in that mood. Yeah. So, Rosemary's Baby, I've probably seen that. for me. Oh, it's really good. The music's yeah. really good. Okay. Um, just that terror because the whole thing, and it's super domestic. So you're so trapped. It feels like a nightmare, like a really... Okay. It just feels like a nightmare, you know, because you're at your house. You know? Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. The most personal of things. You, it's well, and it's your child. Like it came. Like womb. if you're a woman, like that came out of you. Yeah, you know, right? like. So that's um, and also just the whole thing, you know, like when you're having a nightmare and in the nightmare, everyone's like, "Oh, you're crazy. You're insane." Or mm-hmm. every, all everything that would happen in a nightmare, you can never escape, and they pop up wherever you go. Um, that was probably the scariest. Also, um, that movie that I saw, um, Kristen and I saw it. Because her job is like this movie, um, House of the Devil. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which came out really recently. Yeah, within the last year or so. Yeah, and it, um, but it's, it looks and feels exactly like an 80s film. Like, exactly like an 80s Satan film. Okay. And that one's really scary because it's the, uh, it's a babysitter, or she thinks it's a babysitting gig and she's poor and she goes over to the house. Really slow build, though, like, really Mm -hmm. slow build. And, Goes to the house. It's this weirdo family, and they say, "Hey, guess what? It's not a baby. It's my mom. She's old, which is weird. That's just objectively yeah. why do you not leave right then." Yeah. But she doesn't because he gives her a lot of money. He gives okay. her like a thousand bucks or something insane, and she's poor and she's buying yeah. a new house or she's trying to rent. And everything just unfolds, but it just takes. Those were jump scares that didn't feel manipulative. That mm-hmm. scared the crap out They're of me. Earned. Yeah. Which is, I feel like Alien has jump scares that are very earned. Yeah, yeah. Well, and Sigourney Weaver is, like, killing it in that. Yeah. Like, perfect. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Conjuring also scared the crap out of me. The movie oh. scared me so bad. Well, I feel like, did we talk about that? Because those jump scares are weird because the, you, you're going Yeah. Going, and you're like, I guess it's not going to happen. Yeah. And then, ah! He does this perfect thing in this movie constantly. He does it, like, three times <laughs> over the course yeah. of the movie where it's like, it plays with your expectation yeah. of, like, where a jump scare should be. Mm-hmm. And so by the time you're like, oh, you got me. Oh, you got me. Like, yeah. you actually yeah. got me. You're totally, like, yeah. relaxed finally. Like, your pulse is down. And then, oh, it's there. Yeah. Also, I like that he... It was still really... It felt traditional, like, in the way they do the cheesy... Um, that's one with the the knock-knock thing, right? Or the... the yeah, the, the clap. The clap, clap. There yeah. it is. Yeah. It's something stupid. And you saw it... In the, I saw it in the trailer. I was like, uh-huh. this is going to be really dumb. Yeah. Like, that stupid clap, clap. It's good in a trailer. But they made it... It totally worked. You know what I mean? It totally worked in the movie, too. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's really clever what they did with it. Yeah, all the scares in that movie are earned. Yes. And that's, I think that's super effective. Plus, he used a lot of, like, 70s filmmaking techniques. That's the thing, and the throwback, like, the whole way it was 70s, that was well done, too. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that was really good. Yeah, I'm just, ah, I'm so nervous about the sequel. It's gonna be awful, I think. He's doing it. Like everyone's coming back. Not well. Not the haunted family. That'd be weird. But he's doing. <laughs> he's weird. he's basing it off of another case that these people did. Maybe it won't be bad. I so don't know. and like Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga are coming back, and I like both of them a lot. Um, well, okay. And so who? Because Annabelle was just this embarrassing. Yeah. Joke. Did he the did that director? I think he, he produced it. Okay, but he didn't. He didn't direct, direct it. No. Okay. I can no. maybe forgive But that. his sequels are usually not that great. Okay. Because he did the Insidious movies, too. Yeah. And he, he didn't direct the third one, but he did direct the second one. And I heard that one wasn't as good as the first one. Yeah, I haven't seen the second. Yeah, uh, I haven't either. The, the first one was... It was pretty good. Yeah. But just, like... The end weird. really lost me. Yeah. Yeah. Once they introduced the demon... Yeah. I was like, I'm cool... I'm gonna leave now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I saw that one on a whim, actually. Really? Yeah, I saw that one. Um I was going to see something else and I don't remember what it was. And I had seen a review pop up on my um on this website that I like to go to. I saw a review pop up for Insidious and I was like, I haven't even heard of that movie. Click. Mm-hmm. And I read it and it was like, this is a really good haunted house movie. And I was like, well, Poltergeist, Poltergeist is like one of my favorite horror movies of all time. Mm-hmm. I like haunted house movies. I'll just go. I have nothing going on today. <laughs> I'll just go see that after I see this other movie. So I went to see the other movie and then I went to see Insidious. And I was like, oh, this is like pretty creepy. Yeah. Sweet. And then it like got to the end and I was like, uh, eh. it was, I just, the plot just like, yeah, it just, it falls <laughs> apart. Yeah, it does. It does fall apart, which is really, really unfortunate. Have you... Okay, I just thought of an... I actually... I want to change my answer, I feel like, on the scariest movies. Although those are two of my... The ones that I said are still two of my favorite okay. scary, but... House of the Devil and what? Uh, Rosemary's Baby. Rosemary's Baby. But totally... Uh, still domestic, actually. I feel like the domestic ones are the scariest ones mm-hmm. to me. Are... Have you heard of A Tale of Two Sisters? It's a Korean horror film. That sounds super familiar. Okay, you should probably watch it because it's good. But Korean horror films, you know, just that's, off the wall and Yeah, that's like a that's like the big leagues. It is the big <laughs> leagues. <laughs> like that and Japanese horror films yeah. too. Yeah, and also okay, Korean films in general are weird. Like they just are heartbreaking. Yeah, I don't ever just see a regular one um, because what the like, host. The host isn't bad. Oh, I haven't seen the host. I think <sighs> I would like the host. You would totally like the host. I would like the host. I love that movie. Okay. Okay, I would see that. But, like, serious Korean movies are heartbreaking and awful. Old boy. Yes. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. So, but this one, uh, it's... I think foreign horror films sometimes are scarier because they're strange, you know? Like, culturally, yeah. they're strange. Yeah. And I don't know. They're, I, they're literally, they're foreign to yeah. us. Like, well, that's why I've wanted to, I've always wanted to talk to someone who's like, like someone who lives in Korea or something and sees Korean horror films on a regular basis and then sees American ones. Mm-hmm. And if they feel the same way about American films or if it, I don't know yeah. if it's a cultural thing or not, but there's just weird things in that movie where you're like, what the, there's like raw meat in the fridge and I don't know why. It's like playing a Silent Hill game, but you're oh, okay. watching a film, you okay. know? And it's like, Silent not, Hill is very Asian. Yeah, or, like the games, not yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. movies. No. The uh, one time Sean Bean lives, which is weird. Yeah. Because that's a horror movie, but whatever. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Whatever. Um, yeah, so that one, that one's really good. Um, and sad also, though. Heartbreaking. Because yeah. there's always, like, some awful twist. Mm-hmm. So. Nice. Um, well, uh, that was a good discussion on horror. Oops. <laughs> um... We will take a short break, and we'll be right back to talk about uh, 90s movies. Yay! And we're back! Um... So, as I mentioned at the top of the episode, usually what we do and what we've been doing this summer is we've been taking summer blockbusters that are coming out, um, finding a movie that's quasi-related to it, and then talking about it. And uh, this week we are doing something completely different, and Mm -hmm. that's because you and I are going to an event on Saturday. We're going to an event uh, in Los Angeles called Synespia. And if you're unfamiliar with Synespia, what it is is it's... It's a film series that happens every summer at uh, the Hollywood Forever Cemetery over by the Warner Brothers lot. And they show classic movies uh, in the cemetery. Yep. And that's basically it. Um, But the thing we're going to is even different for Synespia. It's uh, their fourth annual, I believe, or fifth annual. Okay. Uh um, Synespia Slumber Party slash Movies All Night. Yep. And Movies All Night is... Three movies back to back to back, um, beginning at 9 p.m. and ending at 4 a.m. Yep. With DJs well, no. in between every movie. Hopefully Elijah Wood. Hopefully we'll Elijah Wood. Joining us. Yeah. Um, that would be sick because he's been at some of them this year. I hope he comes. Yeah. Wow. Because I feel like there's enough DJ time for him to get there. And he it. likes, he loves horror films. Oh, like, yeah, he might be there for Scream. He'll be there, and probably, uh... Cruel Intentions. Cruel Intentions. I mean, that's, yeah. this is up his alley, man. Yeah, that's true. He's gotta be here. Yeah. Unless he's busy. Yeah. I don't think he, does he live in LA? I thought he lived in Austin. I don't know. I don't I know. I think he lives in Austin. But I mean, you know, he's probably, he's in LA all the time. Yeah. He's filming there constantly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so it's, it's 9pm to 4am, and they're gonna show a bunch of 90s movies oh, yeah. this year. Um, I'm not actually sure what they've shown in the past for okay. the movies. Um, but some of the selections from this year have been Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, um, Apocalypse Now, the week after we're going, they're showing, um... Pee-wee's Big Adventure, <laughs> uh, September they're showing Psycho, and Fight Club, and Ferris Bueller, and Grindhouse, and... Um, oh, <clears throat> so many good things. Yep, so many good things. So many. Um, so they, they're really cool, and this is sort of a, in preparation for that, because you've seen one of the movies, yeah. but a very long time ago, yep. and I haven't seen any of the movies that they're showing. Mm-hmm. So the three movies they're showing it are um, Can't Hardly Wait. Scream 1, the original Scream, mm-hmm. and um, Cruel Intentions with Ryan Phillippe and Sarah Michelle Gellar. And, and Reese Witherspoon. Oh, yeah, and Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, um, so before we get into, like, 90s... Before we get into these movies specifically, what's your favorite movie of the 90s, and what movie do you think defines the 90s the most? Those are such hard questions. My favorite movie of the 90s? I mean, the 90s, so the 90s is weird for me, though, because that's, again, like, I grew up, like, I couldn't watch movies in the 90s, right, you know? Right, So a lot of that is, um, retrospective. I mean, I was watching Disney movies, mm-hmm. which were great, 
but not really super indicative of the 90s, right? Right. But I also feel like Disney had some great 90s movies. They did. Okay, Mulan. Killing it. Aladdin. Lion yeah, King. Yeah, I was obsessed with Aladdin. Lion King, Beauty and the Beast. All 90s. That's true. So, okay. I didn't do too bad, I guess. At least I was watching those. But, shoot. Like, what else? You should go first, I feel like. Because... Okay. Um, so, I think there's a difference between, and I think you kind of touched on this. I think there's a difference between a 90s movie and a movie that came out in the 90s. Right. Um, so... The Lion King is, well, see, I don't know, because three of my top five favorite films of all time came out in the 90s. Okay. All right. And the only one of them that I feel like, though, is could be considered in the genre of a 90s movie is Pulp Fiction. Which is, yes. Okay. Um, so, you know, I mean, freaking Shawshank Redemption and Forrest Gump came out in the 90s mm-hmm, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I think we have to narrow it down to what's your, like, favorite 90s movie in the genre of 90s movies. 90s movies. Um, Yeah, there we go. Yeah. So, for me, I have to give it to... uh, I'm torn between two, but I'm going to say Clerks. Kevin Smith's Clerks. Okay. Um, I feel like like it was pretty... um, It was pretty groundbreaking in the sense that it was kind of... It wasn't the first indie movie, but it was kind of the second indie movie, which mm-hmm. was inspired by uh, Richard Linklater's Slacker, okay. which was is credited with like being the the granddaddy of um, indie movies. Mm-hmm. And so he made it for like twenty six thousand dollars with his friends, just like <laughs> at his at his place of employee. Like yeah. he was an employee at the freaking <laughs> uh, Quick Stop and made the movie while there were slow times. Yeah. Which Basically. I have not seen. I haven't seen Clerks. I've okay. seen Clerks 2. Oh, that's Clerks. weird. Clerks yeah, 2 is no, way worse than Clerks. That's so... It's random. It yeah. was just on and I was watching it. Yeah. So I, so I feel like um, probably we'll see it. Mm-hmm. Um, because uh, we're going with our significant others to this event. And my significant other was like, I'm only going if we watch at least five movies. I know. She was so intense. She was like, that's not enough. Three isn't enough. Yeah. So I feel like we should watch Clerks. On the way down, because yeah. it's a 90s movie. Okay. Um, I'm planning on loading her tablet with, like, a couple 90s movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so, That sounds yeah. great. That sounds fun. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with Clerks as my favorite. I just think it's hilarious, and I don't know. I like Kevin Smith as a person. He seems like a cool guy. Yeah. Um, he also, I feel like he made, I feel like his first three movies are just my life, but not. Mm-hmm. Like, in my life in kind of reverse order. And so it's this, because uh, it's like uh, Clerks, Mall Rats, Chasing Amy. Okay. And Clerks is like about a guy and his buddy who works at a video store. And I did the video store circuit mm-hmm. when I Blockbuster. was. Blockbuster, we both did And that. Hollywood Video. Oh. I worked okay. at both of them. Wow. The only one I didn't work at was Movie Gallery, okay. which was owned by the same company as Hollywood Video. <laughs> um, and then his second movie is Mall Rats, which is about like just dudes hanging out at the mall. Mm-hmm. Um. But that one, uh, I worked in the mall for okay. like two months. And also, one of the guys is super obsessed with Jaws to the point where I believe his wedding is on the Jaws ride at Universal yes. Studios at the end of the movie. Um, <laughs> and then his third movie, Chasing Amy, 
is about uh, Ben Affleck dating uh-huh. a woman who I don't remember if she, she I know she used to be a lesbian. Okay. She doesn't consider herself bisexual, mm-hmm. but she used to be a lesbian, and now she's dating him. And I don't remember if the movie ends with her becoming a lesbian again or not. Okay. It's been a while. Okay. That's my experience in relationships. Oh, Almost exclusively. <laughs> wow. Yep. Yeah, that's rough. Yep. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that's... <laughs> I actually... I went to a taping of one of his podcasts one time, and he ended up not being there. Mm-hmm. But I brought my copy of Chasing Amy because I was like, it's a documentary of my oh life! My gosh, that would have been because perfect. I wanted him to sign it. I actually have a signed copy of one of his movies, A Mall Rats, that yeah. I did not get signed by him. Uh-huh. I found it at FYE used for $10 because no one noticed the autograph what? on it. That's brilliant. Yep. I then took that to a comic book convention and had Stan Lee sign the front of it next to where his head is. Yes. Because it's got his head on it. Uh-huh. So now that DVD has Kevin Smith and Stan Lee's autographs on it. Oh my gosh. Yep. That's perfect. Yep. Um, so yeah, that's my favorite 90s movie. Okay. I think the one that defines the genre and the decade the most is a tie okay. between 10 Things I Hate About You mm-hmm. and Empire Records. Empire Records? I've not seen it. Oh my gosh. Empire Records has to be the fifth movie then. Okay, what is that? It is just a group of like uh, gross 90s teenagers working at a record. It's just like the Breakfast Club, but in a record store. Okay. And it's just... That it's just great. Yeah, it's just like, like weirdo, dumb 90s kids, <laughs> like, who are super annoying now, but you could totally relate to them in the 90s, uh-huh. just hanging out in a record store, and, like, there's the guy who's just, like, their buddy that hangs out there, and then there's, like, the people who work there, yeah. and they're like, there's this guy named Rex Manning who's coming, because it's Rex Manning Day, that day's Rex Manning Day, uh-huh. and he's, like, a super, like, cheesy, like, uh... Kind of like a Barry Manilow type guy. Uh-huh. And so he's like coming into the store to do an event and like everyone's are just like, so, there's just like so much ennui going on yeah. that they're like, oh, Rex Manning, you know? <laughs> like, and so I just feel like if, if you could sum up the 90s in a movie, it would be. It would be that. It would be that. Okay. Okay. That's, those are good. Well, I was going to say, I don't know if it's, it's one of my favorites. One of my, I was going to say one of my favorites is 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh, yeah. The movie's great. Which is an amazing movie. Oh, my. The music. Everything about it. Um, yeah. So that's probably my favorite. Yeah. Um, or, I mean, like, one of my favorites, I guess. Like, if I have to pick one. Oh, man. The movie's so good. Isn't it? It's so And it's... it's, it's it's happy Washington. It's like yeah. happy Seattle. Yeah. You know? And like just in the summertime. Heath Ledger's so good in that movie. Oh, Heath Ledger's perfect. Yep. He's perfect. Yep. He's like, which has maybe never been done ever before or since, like this perfect blend of bad guy, but super sweet. And, and like endearing. And somehow like emotionally well-developed. Yeah. Like, how does this, this isn't real. No yeah. one is like this, but dear God, what if they were? Yeah. Yeah, and face and body. Yeah, right. (laughs) And it was. I saw that after Dark Knight happened. Yeah. Um. And so after he died, and it was the first performance I had ever seen of his where I was like, now I understand why Mm -hmm. he was cast. I love his performance in that movie, but when he was cast, I was like, the guy from A Knight's Tale is going to be the Joker. All right. (laughs) And I hadn't seen Brokeback Mountain at that point. I still haven't seen Brokeback Mountain, but. 
I hadn't seen any of his like more quote adult movies, like more serious, like Oscar y type stuff. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really know like he's fine in a Knight's Tale. He's good in that movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's a good movie, but it's not like I don't see that guy or that character and think, oh yeah, he'd be a great like intense Batman villain. Never, but like <laughs> there's a there's not a lot, but there's one or two moments in Ten Things I Hate About You where I'm like, now I get it. Okay, like when he takes the butterfly knife out for the oh, yes. dissecting the frog, I was like, there he is. I, I found him. I love that. Yeah. Oh, and jo- little baby Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh yeah, that movie, which that's I right. Forget about. Yep. About every time. Yep. He's great in that movie, too. And a guy we were talking about off mic, the guy who plays the head elf in The Santa Claus is in that movie. Yes. Yes, he is. And I can't take him seriously in anything except The Santa Claus. Yes. Oh, my gosh. every time... He's on Numbers, I think, or Criminal Minds. I know it's the second time we've talked about that. Okay, yeah. Um, But he's he's also on that show, (laughs) and I cannot take him seriously. I tried watching it one time, and I was like, nope, I can't do this because you're the guy from The Santa Claus. And, I mean, he's also super silly in 10 Things I Hate About You. I mean, yeah. Just, yeah. That movie. Yeah. The character is super quirky. Oh, that scene. That scene in the football. That scene? The scene where, um, you know, she's playing soccer in the football stadium and he's just... And he's singing to her. Yeah. That scene is so good. Yeah. And it's perfect. It's, it's fun because that subverts... I don't even know if it was a trope at that point, but, like... In romantic comedies, like the romantic gesture, gesture yeah, yeah, at the yeah. end that's like absurd and over yeah, the top. Yeah. Um, that subverts it because it happens way at the beginning. Right. Um, and you're like, this is absurd, but amazing. And my yeah. heart is melting because Heath Ledger's singing. Yeah. Um, and then, like, yeah, I don't know. So that's my favorite. Yeah. And it is pretty, I mean, I would also agree that it's pretty, like, indicative, like, maybe. Yeah. I mean, the, I think it just kind of slid in, like, right under yeah. the wire because it came out in 99. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, Justin, yeah, barely made it. Yeah. Okay, another great 90s movie, though, that is not a good movie, but it's amazing, and we all remember it, Space Jam. Oh, yeah. Which I would love. I haven't seen that in a long time. Uh, that holds movie, up. Does it? Totally holds up. We have it on Blu-ray. What? Yeah, we watched it, like, last year. Super holds up. I love Space Jam. Yeah, Space Jam's great. Yeah. That's a good one that I forget about, and then... Yeah. It's, uh, it's actually it. really, um really amazing to, to like out on, on a technical level yeah because of them interacting with all the looney tunes yeah you're right yep mm-hmm. yep that's a good one yep clueless i was about to say clueless yeah which i had not seen until this is embarrassing but i hadn't seen it until uh fancy came out fancy came out iggy azalea okay that's yeah. so embarrassing yeah, but yeah. it's true and i was like oh the music video which i knew was based on clueless and i was thinking, hey, I haven't seen Clueless, which is dumb. I need to watch it. So yeah. I watched it that night, I think, because it was on Netflix. Okay. Um, which is good. Yeah. Fun movie. Yeah, I like that movie. I love Paul Rudd in that movie. Oh, He's, yeah. like, super adorable He's in it. great in that movie. Yeah. The dialogue's great. Like, yeah, super, it's really well written. dialogue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. More well written than I think people give it credit for. Yeah, it was, it reminded me, like, it kind of reminded me of Gilmore Girls, like, the way the dialogue would run. Like, just right. really fast-paced, like, witty quips all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but obviously super 90s. Like, the way everyone said it, everything was super 90s. But. Yeah. Um, and so that, I think that leads us perfectly into our first movie, which is Can't Hardly Wait. Mm-hmm. And that is, like, a 90s, like, graduation day party times movie. Yeah. Which I feel like the 90s did a lot of. They, well, I was, when I read a little bit, so I don't know that much about it, but I, I guess the filmmakers, uh, the reason they made that movie is they said, hey, the greatest uh, scenes in these in these movies 
are always at the parties. Oh, yeah. Um, so let's just make a movie that's all the parties. So it'll be amazing. Oh. That was their whole thing. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That's really interesting. I know. Like, that's yeah, super that's interesting. Because, like, the best parts of American Pie are the party at the beginning and the party at the end. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I think this predates American Pie, but... But still, yeah. yeah. It's just, it makes sense, too, because, I mean, everyone's together and there's a lot of craziness. Yeah. And anything can kind of happen and there's yeah. different rooms and things can take place. It's fun for plots, you know? Yeah, and even, like, um, um, Dazed and Confused, which came out in the 90s but takes place in the 70s, uh-huh. that movie's kind of boring until they get to the party at the end. Okay. And, yeah. like, the best part of the movie is the last 20 minutes when they're at the party. <laughs> yeah. So they just kind of took that and huh. went with it. So the thing with Can't Hardly Wait, which we were noticing before we started recording, is it's a treasure trove of people. Mm-hmm. So you've yeah. got... You've got your Ethan Embry, um, who was a staple in the 90s and then got all tatted up and, like, prison jacked. <laughs> um, even though he was never arrested. He was just like, I'm, I'm just going to... Yeah. Um, you've got your Seth Green. Oh, yeah. Uh, before... Before Buffy, then? Or... Yeah, I mean, no. Uh, maybe around the same time. Okay. But certainly before um, Austin Powers. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah. What's dumb about what I just did that took such a long time. is that it took such a long time, but also I was going to say the name of the actor to you yes, and have you tell me who it was, but yes. then I said Austin Powers thinking that was the name <laughs> of the actor. That's amazing. Okay. Um, so it's pre that because uh, he plays Dr. Evil's son in those movies, mm-hmm. and I think those kind of like elevated his status a lot too. Yeah. So before those three things, uh, who else did we see in it? Uh, Melissa Joan Hart, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Yeah, yeah. Jason Siegel. Oh yeah, Jason Siegel. Right. Free Freaks and Geeks, even I think. Yes. Uh, Jenna Elfman from Dharma and Greg. Hmm. Who else is in that? Oh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yep. Yes. Yep. Um, I so my you know my cousin that works on um you know that's the assistant director. Yes. He, I don't remember what film, he was working on some film, and he called me one day um, a couple of years ago, and he's like, hey, I just wanted to call you, like, something really exciting happened to me. Um, Jennifer Love Hewitt called me, he's like, I was checking my voicemail, and it, it was her. And he was, like, so excited about it, and I, he, like, said such a geek about it. And yeah. he's so funny, because he, he's an assistant director, so he, like, works with famous people, that's what he does. Yeah. He's super nonchalant about it, he doesn't care, he's met everyone, he doesn't care. But he was just geeking out to me about Jennifer Love Hewitt. He was like, yeah, I answered it, or, you know, I heard it, and I was like, hey, JD, it's Jennifer Love Hewitt. Like, what is wrong with you? Like, yeah, what? <laughs> He's in love with her. Oh, okay. I guess. He must be. Got it. Yeah. But. <laughs> okay, so what are you expecting out of Can't Hardly Wait? I'm expecting it to be really silly. I'm, I'm, I'm excited for the cameos more than the yeah. plot of the film. Like oh, I'm good. excited for the music. The music oh, is yeah. Great. So, let's talk about that for a second. What is it with 90s soundtracks? They're perfect. They're the best. I know. What? <laughs> what? I don't understand. Like, every movie we've talked about, I feel like, has a great soundtrack. I know. Like, I would buy all those soundtracks yeah. tomorrow Yeah. and listen to them. I'm probably going to listen to them at work tomorrow on YouTube. There you go. Um, I mean, 90s music, though. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yep. Do you have favorite 90s music? Like, favorite 90s band? Yeah. 
I just like I like I really like Incubus a lot. Really? I don't know if they're my favorite favorite, but I kind of really love Incubus. They're super chill. Uh huh. His voice is incredible. Yeah. It's like butter. So you know who I confuse Incubus with constantly, who? and I don't know why. Train. What? Don't know why. Can't tell you why. That's so funny. Yep. Okay. Um, you know that whatever tomorrow brings. Uh, yeah, I love that song. Constantly think it's a train song. Oh my gosh, what? Every that time it comes on, angry. I'm like, hey, this is train, right? No. And Kristen's always like, no, this is freaking Incubus. You do this every <laughs> time it comes on. Stop doing that. Yeah, no, they were good. But I mean, Smash Mouth was... I love Smash Mouth. Mm-hmm. Matchbox 20, I don't care. Yeah. They're they're amazing. Yeah. I love them. Here. Yeah. That was my Rob Thomas. <laughs> I was so mad when he left and did his own thing. Like, yeah. What was that about? Except that Santana song is dope. Okay. Smooth. Fine. I know. Uh, that song's so good. It is really good. What other good... I mean, there's so many. Blink-182. Uh, Blink-182. My favorite 90s band, who I still listen to to this day, is Bare Naked Ladies. They're great. I love, Bare, I, I love them so much. Um, yeah. Yep. That was... I was... When I think of them, I think of um, Community. Oh, yeah. b and Oh, what? They're b and now? B&L. <laughs> We're nicknaming them now? Like, yep. I, I think of... Yeah. Yeah. I think them. of that, too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just uh, 90s music, man. Uh, I mean, plus you got your Nirvanas and your oh, yeah. your Pearl Jams and stuff Everything like that. Good. Like, Sugar Ray. You got, Ray. like, a 90s hip-hop thing going on. Oh, yeah. Yep. Which is great. Yep, because you got the, the Birth of Gangster rap. Oh, my gosh, which is insane. Yep. Tupac and Biggie and... Uh, do you know if Straight Outta Compton came out in the 90s? The NWA record? I don't know. I think it may have come out in 91. But I mean, you have like Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah, Wu-Tang Clan, De La Soul. Yeah. Uh, a Tribe Called Quest. Yeah, it's everything. It's just, I don't know. Everything's good. And all these <laughs> things made their way onto the soundtrack of these like teenage movies. And so yeah. they're just like, I think a lot of times the soundtracks are better than the movie. And I'm kind of expecting that with Can't Hardly Wait. Yeah, it's going to be better. Yeah. Do you know who's on the soundtrack to Can't Hardly Wait? Um, let's see, I was just looking at it. You, Third Eye Blind's on there. What? Um, uh, I love Third Eye Blind. Yeah. Um, shoot. Blink-182 is definitely on there. Um, shoot, what else? I just remember there's like a lot of... Smash Mouth, Smash Mouth's on there. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's just like a great, like it's... If you wanted to make a 90s mix, you might make the Can't Hardly Way soundtrack without even knowing. There you go. So yeah, it's got a it's got a, a six point five on IMDb. So oh, I'm, Missy Elliott, Missy Elliott. Oh, Missy Misdemeanor Elliott. There we go. That's what I'm talking about. Um, Run DMC. Yeah, there's some good stuff. There's some good stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. Um. Oh, you know who else is in this movie? Who is Peter Facinelli? Wait, who's that? He is Mr. Cullen in the Twilight movies. What? Yeah, he's the dad. Oh he's God. he's the father of the Cullens. He's the only thing. He's the only good actor in that movie. Okay, it's funny though because that's the only thing I've seen him in, which is sad. Yeah, me too. I've only seen someone in a Twilight film. Yep, wow. that's true. He's not the only good actor in that movie. I'm a liar. Um, Michael in, Sheen. Um, Twilight. Yeah, Michael Sheen. Anyway, yeah, can't hardly wait. It looks uh, not that good to me. Actually, it's not gonna be. It's gonna yeah. be fun though. It'll be a fun yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, and then so then after that we're gonna have a DJ, and mm-hmm. then moving on we will get. Uh, Scream mm-hmm. at midnight. They're starting the showing of Scream at midnight, Perfect. which is great. And uh, I mean, I haven't seen it. You have seen it. Mm. Do you remember much about it? Uh, like I remember enough. Like I know who the killer is. Like okay, I remember. 
vaguely the plot. I don't think I saw it from the beginning, though. Like, I came in maybe, like, 30 minutes late. Yeah, that opening scene's really famous. Yeah, see, I didn't see it from the beginning. So, I don't remember, like, the context, though. I don't know if it was on TV or why I was okay. watching it. And it was weird because it's super... That's one... Okay, that's also, I would say, that's one movie, at least on the horror realm, like, that's pretty... I would say that's one that's really indicative of the 90s, too. Yes. Because you're going off of all the... Like, that trope of those horror films. Like, that yeah. specific type of horror film. And you have the final girl. You have all that. But it, he's it's super meta. Like, the meta commentary on it. Yeah. But it was weird for me because it was before I really got into horror films. And so I'm seeing it and I was like, ah. Like, why is he laying it all out like this? I mean, like, mm-hmm. I get I knew what meta was at right. that point. But it didn't really matter to me. So I'm excited to see it now. Because I know about those tropes way more. Yeah. So I might appreciate the meta commentary more than I did. That I mean, that's its claim to fame, is that. Yeah. And also, uh, you've got the master of 80s and 90s horror directing it, and that's Mr. Wes Craven. Oh, yeah. So Wes Craven, uh, as I'm sure you know, is known for the Friday... For, uh, no, sorry. <laughs> the um, Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Yep. Which I... You know, I haven't... I've seen, like, one of them. They're great. They're my favorite, like, slasher movies. Okay, I love... Slasher movies are so good, man. I don't like them. They're good in... You don't like them? No. I like them because of how... I mean, because of how cheesy they are. That's the thing. Yeah. If you're in the mood for cheesy horror, like, slasher film. Like, the last Friday the 13th movie, I saw that opening night. Mm -hmm. um, The reboot of it. But that's only because the guy who played Jason is from Bakersfield. Okay. That's pretty Um, cool. Yeah, but like Wes Craven's got, he did the the original Last House on the Left, mm-hmm. he did The Hills Have Eyes, he did Swamp Thing, which I love. Oh um, gosh, Swamp yes. Thing's like my fi- second favorite superhero of all time. Swamp Thing is amazing. Um, he did Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, he did Red Eye more recently, I forgot about that. Oh yeah, he did do Red Eye. Interesting. That's right. Yeah, so he's got, he's got all these like super famous horror uh things and his he had actually played around with meta before he did scream where he directed a movie called new nightmare which is a nightmare on elm street movie Mm -hmm. but the plot of the movie is wes craven as wes craven is directing (laughs) a nightmare on elm street movie based on the events of the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, it treats those as, like, that was real lifetimes, yes. and now they're making the movie out of it. Okay. But then a portal opens, and the real Freddy Krueger comes <laughs> to our world. Okay. And uh, right. it's a really cool idea, but not a great movie. Okay. Um, yeah. And I think Scream is, like, the next step above that, and it's sort of like, I feel like what it is is Wes Craven had learned from the mistakes he had made trying to do a meta movie on mm-hmm. New Nightmare, mm-hmm. and applied that, like, the stuff he learned to scream. Okay. Yeah. So it's based on like, what's your favorite scary movie and right. you know, all this stuff and, and all it's, the tropes. Though. Yeah. So, uh, plus you got David Arquette in a movie and yeah. I love David Arquette. Yeah. Um, and Courtney Cox. Oh yeah. 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 I'm excited to see it again. I think it'll be, that one will hold up. Like that'll be fun to watch. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's going to be the best movie of the night. Um, oh, yeah. I'm actually expecting a lot out of that movie. My expectations are Uh-oh. pretty high for it. Okay. So we'll see how it goes. All right. Well, I, yeah, I wish I remembered more about it, but I think yeah. I'm gonna, like I said, I think I'm going to like it a lot better the second time around. Yeah. Um, it's going to be good. Yeah, I think it'll be good. Uh, Drew Barrymore is in it, which is, oh, like, yeah. that's hilarious to me. Yes. Um, I just, like, that's that's the only horror movie from the 90s I can think of. 
Okay, Urban Legends. I don't know if you know about that one. Oh, yeah, I remember that movie. I that never was saw really it. Great. That one was weird because it was kind of... I don't know if that was made after, uh, after Scream. I think it was. That would make a lot of sense because it's almost... It feels kind of derivative because it seems sort of self-aware. I mean, and also I know what you did last summer. Yes. It was also post-Scream, yeah. and that's the exact same movie. Yes. Um, yeah. I can't think of a... Final Destination? Did that start in the 90s, or was that the early, early 2000s? Early O's. The dark time of the early O's. Let me check. I'm checking. Yeah, 2000. Oh, right. So right there. Right there. Basically 90s. Basically 90s. Um, Yeah, we were still in a... That was a transitional year for uh, culture. But dear God, that movie. I do not ever want to watch that. How many are there now? Six? Seven? What? Final Destination? Oh, yeah. Five. I think. All right. Yeah. It's not as bad as I thought. Yep, I think there are five. <laughs> okay. uh, three or four had this cool thing where you could choose your own adventure on the DVD. That's kind of fun. You got to decide who lived and died. That's kind of a fun thing. Yeah, I never watched it that way, but I remember that was a thing. Huh. That seems really hard to do, though, because you have to film, like, every scene. Yeah, it's like a lot of money. Yeah. It'd be more fun as a video game. I yeah. Like, yeah. Um, okay, so after Scream, which I think we're both in agreement that that'll probably be the best. It's, yeah. Um, which is good, though. I'm glad that that's not the last one. Yeah. I would not be able to stay awake. I'm probably going to sleep during whatever the, the third one is. <laughs> Cruel Intentions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll see how this one goes. I'm really interested to hear what you have to say about this. Um, yeah. So Cruel Intentions is a movie from 1990-something. 99. Uh, 99. That stars Sarah Michelle Gellar and Ryan Phillippe and Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> and... Um, Basically, they're uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar and Ryan Phillippe are stepbrother and stepsister, and he's like super into the idea of hooking up with her. Yeah. And she's like, okay, if you can bed this virgin girl who is Reese Witherspoon, I will let you sleep with me. And if not, you have to buy me a car. Good idea. What? All right. Challenge accepted. Yeah. I assume. Uh, Immediately not interested by that premise at all. Like, that's just, it's so. It's so skeevy, like, that, so, for me, on this movie, it's gonna have to come down to whether or not they have something to say Mm -hmm. with that, or if it's strictly just, like, twistedness for the sake of twistedness. It's probably twistedness for the sake of twistedness. That's kind of the vibe I get, which, like, I'm, now I'm good. Do you know, um, do you know, it's based on, um, a French, I think, novel? From okay. like the like about the that was supposed to be a commentary, I think, on the French Revolution and the um Okay. Yeah, you're <laughs> Yeah. What? Uh yes. So it's based on a French novel. What is it called? Um I don't know. I'll look it up. But um yeah, that's a commentary on the French aristocracy. Um and I don't really... That's as far as I know, but that's what it's based on. I mean, does that come across in the movie, do you think? It's set in, like, it's affluent New Yorkers. So it might be a societal commentary in that way. um, If they're smart enough with it, but I don't don't give them that credit, but they could. It's, um... Yeah, okay, it's adaptation of uh, Les Liaisons Dangereuses. Written by Pierre Choderlos de Laclos in 1782. No, we're gonna go see that movie from, um, <laughs> um, uh, uh, Arrested Development. Wait, what? <laughs> Which one? What are you talking about? Les Cousins Dangerous. <laughs> yes! 
Yes, that's exactly what's happening. That's, that's exactly what's happening. Hilarious. Yeah, so it's that's kind of intriguing to me that it's based on this weird French, which is like, oh, okay, French and perverted sex stuff. Right. Yeah, Perfect. that makes more sense. I can get behind that. But still, even if it's just the perverted sex stuff for the sake of the perverted sex stuff, I'm just like, meh. Like that, I have no interest in that really no. at all. Uh, no. Um, but it sounds like that's the whole movie. Right. It does sound like that's the whole movie, but if it is like a commentary on something else, I'm more okay with it. I just don't get that vibe from it. Well, and I was I was disappointed because I saw the I saw the poster and mm-hmm. it's called Cruel Intentions. And yes. I saw Sarah Michelle Gellar and I was like, "Yes, it's probably going to be this weird like kinky horror film." Uh-huh. Which like that sounds amazing. I can right. do that. That's fine. And I'm like, "God, what? It's a drama?" Yeah. Ew. It sounds, like, kind of boring. Like, can we have a killer in here? Yeah. Because that would make it a lot more... I would be up I would be up in that, you know? Yeah. No. I, yeah, I just, like, that premise and the fact that it's not, like, this crazy horror thing, it just sounds kind of boring and not that great. It rem- it's it's kind of like, it reminds me of, like, there's weird... I don't know if you've ever read... Probably not, but, like, weird plays around Shakespeare's time that are, like, bizarre and weirdly sexual, like, brothers mm-hmm. and sisters who are into each other. And, no. Like, like Game of Thrones status. Yeah, but like darker. Even. Okay. Like really weird and dark. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wow, this is. It makes you feel better though, because like those people that are like, eh, society's going downhill. I'm like, yeah. no, they wrote about brothers and sisters having sex in Shakespeare's day. So yeah. We're all the same. Uh, that's what it reminds me of. It might be kind of like that, which is kind of it's kind of interesting in the way that you're just like, I can't really look away right now. Like I'm fascinated yeah. and I guess horrified. You're horrified in a way. Yeah. But it um, might not be good enough. I don't know if it'll be good enough to... Yeah, it doesn't... Because, like, the only actor I like in that is Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah. I like Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, she, she's hit or miss for me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. She's been in some stuff I've liked. I, like, I don't... She's one of those... I have this with, I think, a lot of actors and actresses where it's just, like, I'm fine with them being in stuff. But you don't... You're not excited. Yeah. I don't actively seek stuff out with them. Mm-hmm. But if I go see it and it's like, hey... They're in this. That's fine. I've, I feel the same way about her as, I guess, Scarlett Johansson. Okay. Like, Scarlett Johansson's fine. I don't think she's amazing. I don't think she's the worst. Mm-hmm. Like, she's she's been serviceable in everything I've seen her in. <laughs> Reese Witherspoon, I didn't like her because she was in romantic comedies all the time. And, mm. But yeah. then she was in Wild, which was really good. Yeah, I heard that was good. I haven't seen it. Yeah, so that was... That made me kind of more amenable to her you know yeah i had a friend uh i went to see walk the line with my friend and she was like she's got a weird dent in her forehead and i (laughs) could not unsee it yeah i can't i can't so true though yeah she does have a weird dent it's like a little protruding yeah just kind of bulges yep and she's got like kind of a big forehead like i'd never paid attention to her forehead before ever and then my friend just leaned over to me while we were watching that movie, and she was like, weird forehead dent. And now, every time I see Reese Witherspoon in something, that's all I can see. <laughs> it's true. She does. Yeah, that movie, I don't, I'm not going to be mad, though, because, like I said, I'm going to be stri- I'm going to be fighting to stay awake at that yeah. point. Even though they're doing free coffee. <sighs> yeah, I'm going to be drinking a lot of that. Yeah. We'll see how this goes, to be perfectly honest. Like, I haven't done an all-nighter of that caliber in a long time. Yeah, I've, uh, like, sitting and watching movies, I feel like it's just hard to stay awake when you're... Right. I, I mean, they're doing a DJ between... Yeah. So what are your expectations for the event as a whole? I think it's going to be really good because it's sold out. Yeah. So that that means... it. I mean, I, that probably means that, you know, you have repeat people. 
yeah. who really like it and get behind it. I mean, it. most of them are sold out. Okay. Most, most of them like are a typical were, thing. Yeah. Um, I'm really excited that it's in a cemetery. Yeah. Like, that is making me very happy. Yeah. Um, that's going to be great. I don't know. I'm. It's outside. So yeah. That's, like, weird to me in my mind. Yeah. Like, do I bring a sleeping bag? Is the grass going to be wet? Yeah. Like, which is... I has nothing to do with anything about the films, but that's, like, my main concern. I'm the exact same way. I've been going over that in my brain all week. Is it going to be hot outside? It's L.A., so probably. But then it's going to be nighttime, and we're going to be in a cemetery, so there's a lot of trees, so there might be a lot of shade, so it might be kind of cold. Yes. Yeah. And then they encourage people to dress up, and I'm like, well, should we just wear pajamas, like, on the way down there, or... Oh my god, yes. (laughs) Well, then I'm I'm like, okay, should I wear my, like, I have this great R2-D2 onesie. Do I want to wear that, or is it... But it, will it be too hot? Yeah. You know? I don't know. I mean, you could always wear something under the onesie and take it off. Just wear, like, PJ shorts underneath. Yeah. That's true. I could do that. Yeah, those are yeah, those are the things I'm doing with the event, too. I'm a, like, I'm a little nervous in that it's my first experience with Synespia, mm-hmm. so, like, I don't really know what to do. And I feel like we chose the most intense Synespia experience. We totally did. We totally did. So I'm like, I'm excited for it, but I also just feel like maybe we should have gotten to one of the other ones first. <laughs> To sort of acclimate ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what to expect. Like, with the DJs, like... Is it going to be full of super hipster LA people? Yes. Probably. Yeah. You can look at the pictures on their Facebook, and that is for sure. That's going to be so funny. It's going to be weird. Yeah. LA people are weird. Yeah. LA audiences suck, too. Really? Yeah. Um, I don't know about movie-watching audiences, but, like, LA concert audiences are the worst. Really? Yeah. Oh. So yeah, that's uh, Synaspia. Uh, we'll be back yeah. next week to talk about the event as a whole. We'll tell you if it was hot outside. Yep. All the things you want to know. <laughs> Burning questions. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, until then, uh, you can get a hold of us on, uh, I almost said Tinder, because you just said oh, Tinder. Um, Do not get a hold of us. On no, Tinder. you can get a hold of us on Twitter, at Before and After Pod. That's at Before, the letter N, After Pod. Um, you can get a hold of us via email, beforeandaftershow at gmail.com. Let us know uh, your favorite 90s movie and your favorite 90s soundtrack, nice. if, if you want. And um, until next time, go watch Empire Records. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone. <laughs>